Hello, reading with finest. Uh, reading the book, The Hungry Tigress. We're doing stories. You know, the gist. We're still moving through these. There's still actually a nice amount of stories. I love this book. I love the stories in it. Uh, yeah. Uh, follow me at finest does the art at Instagram. Story of illustrations, yada, yada, yada. I post every other day. Um, let's go ahead and get this started. <clears throat> Once, long ago, long ages ago. Oh, sorry. The story of the day is the golden deer. It's kind of a long ish story, longer than what I usually read. But hey, here we go. Commentaries at the end or in between that I give. All right. The golden deer. Once, long ages ago, when Bar Hamadita resigned in Benares. A rich merchant passed on his inheritance to his son and then died. The young man was a Westerl. Quickly going through his father's fortune, he soon began borrowing and living on the credit of others. One day he woke to find himself deep in debt, the creditors knocking loudly on his door. In desperation, he led them all to the gang's, the gang's river, claiming that he had treasures buried in the sandy bank. As they neared the riverbank, he, he seemed to slip, and suddenly, losing his balance, he tumbled in. The current bore him swiftly away. He called for help, but no one of the creditors could brave that current. Standing helplessly on the shore, they watched the youth as he... Uh, washed downstream, supposing he would be carried to his death. All this had been part of his, the youth's hastily thought-out plan. His creditors, seeing him washed downstream, would think him dead. He thought, and he he thought, and so he would be released through this trick from his ability, his liabilities. The plan had a flaw. Swept away by the current, the youth could not, in reality, regain the shore. His cries grew more and more desperate. He seemed lost, beyond all hope. A magnificent deer lay resting in a thicket. Its fur was clear, was color was the color of gold. His antlers gleamed like silver. Its hooves glistened as if laqueered. Its eyes shone like jewels. The deer was indeed the Buddha in a form in a former birth. Hearing the cries of the drowning man, the great deer said to himself, I hear the voice of a man in distress and in danger. While I, while I live, I will not let him die. Rising to his feet, the golden deer plunged through the th thicket and leapt into the river. Forging through the swirling water, he came to the drowning man. Swam beneath him, lifted him on his back, and carried him safely to the shore. From there, he brought him to his own shelter in the thicket among the reeds. For several days, the golden deer nurtured the young man, bringing him wild fruits and nuts. When the youth had recovered, the great deer said, when you return to the world of people and cities in uh, tilled fields, I ask only one thing. Tell no one of my hiding place. Another one of not telling someone of their hiding place. Mm, we know what happened last time. It will mean my life. I have risked all to save you. Now do this one thing to save me. The young man promised he would not tell no one. Then once again, the great deer carried the young man on his back, bringing him to the road. They parted friends. 
the great deer returning to his hiding place in the forest and the young men setting off back again to the great and ancient city of Benares. He thought he could remain hidden from his creditors now that they thought him dead. <clears throat> in the city of Benares, Queen Kahim, wife of, of the great king, Brahmadatta, Bra had a dream. She dreamed that a deer whose fur shone like gold, whose antlers like silver, whose hooves were bright as lacquer, and whose eyes sparkled like jewels, appeared to her and thought her the ways of wisdom, and taught her the ways of wisdom. She awoke filled with longing to hear in actuality the wise teaching of this great deer. She went to her husband and relating the dream, begged that he offer a reward to anyone who might find the gold deer for her. Brahmadatta had tablets of gold put up on the walls of the city, offering a great chest of gold and jewels, as well as an elephant from his own stable to carry the treasure to anyone who could lead his men to the golden deer. The young man re-entering the city read the tablets and was filled with an immediate longing for the treasure. Such wealth would solve all his problems. Despite his promise to the deer, he went to the king and revealed what he knew. Once again, silly humans screwing over to Buddha <clears throat> for greed. But is this greed or just get out of the credit? Get out of debt? Well, I think it led up to greed. He got greedy because he got to debt. Um, then the king... Wait, yeah, okay. Then the king, Brahmadatta accompanied by a great company of men bringing spears and nets, had the young westerler guide them to the golden deer's hiding place. Surrounding the thicket, the man cried out loudly. The great deer, hearing that the cry, knew he was trapped. I shall run to the king, he thought. There alone I might be safe. Dashing from the thicket, he ran straight towards the king. The king put an arrow to his bow and watched, thinking, if this arrow frightens him, into stopping well enough, but he, but if he is for running, I will wound him that we may take him. The golden deer ran like fire in the sunlight, ran straight towards the king, and just before, just before him stopped. Great king, he said in a voice like golden honey, I bear you no ill will, nor will I run from you, but tell me, who was it that led you to me? The king Enchanted by the wonderful voice, lowered his bow, pointing to the young man. He said, it was this one. He guided us here. Then the great deer recited this verse. Upon the earth, as many men of whom the proverbs true, better save a sinking log than one like you. Basically, you is a snitch. And I don't fuck with you. <clears throat> At the king... At this, the king grew frightened and asked the meaning of this verse. Of whom do you speak, great deer, he asked. Are you talking of some bird or beast? No, great king, replied the golden deer. I am speaking of, the, of a man, this man here. He was drowning in the gangs and I leapt and saved him. I nursed him to health and on my own back carried him to the road when he was ready to travel. I asked only that he keep my whereabouts hidden, yet he has betrayed me. When King Brahmahada heard of this, he drew his bow in wrath, ready to send an arrow through the traitor's heart. Here is a fit repayment for falsehood 
here is the treasure you deserve for such kindness to your benefactor. He, he proclaimed, no great king, said the golden deer. Shame on this fool. Indeed, but no good can come of killing. Let him go and give him the treasure you promised. He has done what you have asked. Keep your word and I will serve, your will, serve you willingly. The deer is goodness itself. The king thought to himself, it, it, it is worth much treasure indeed simply to have met him. That will have that, that he will come willingly and share his wisdom uh, is our good fortune. Go, said the king to the Westerl. Take the reward I have promised and good riddance to all such faithfulness. Then the golden deer spoke again. Great king humans say one thing with their lips, yet often do another. Truly it is hard to trust their words. Great deer, replied the king, that may be so, but do not think of all humans are alike. This day I offer you fulfillment of any wish you choose, and I will keep my word to, to you even though it should mean I lose my kingdom or even my life. Then the great king replied to the golden deer, I choose this. I choose that all creatures from this day on uh, shall be free from danger. I ask that you give up hunting. The king granted this request, then led the great deer back to the city of Berneris. Having adorned the city with great grandlands and having grandlands the great deer as well, he and the queen and all the people listened to the great as the great being discoursed uh, on truthfulness, charity, resolution, vigor, and other items of good character. Having strengthened the entire populace from king to beggar and the determination to attain clear mindfulness and wisdom, he left the city and returned to his forest where he raised where he where he resided as leader of the herd. King Barma, Barmeta sent a drum beater marching through the land, proclaiming, Great Barmaheta extends protection to all creatures. From that time on, all hunting ceased. Now after this herd <clears throat> now after this, herds of deers came fearlessly into the fields and ate the crops un uninhered. All the people suffered, yet no one dared kill the deer or drive them away. An angry crowd gathered before the palace. Brahmaheta, in his greatness, has ruined us, they complained. Take back your pro proclamation that we may drive the deer from the fields. Do it or your kingdom is lost. But Brahmaheta replied, I have given my word and will not go back. Though I lose my kingdom or my life, the golden deer, I will be true. The people left in distress. Word of this spread everywhere. The golden deer heard of it, and gathering all the deer, gave them the, this order. Do not eat the crops in the field, and <clears throat> Brahmaheta has, with his word, given us freedom. Let us, in return, repay him with resistant, restraint. I'm sorry. And so it was. Even to this day, the deer of the land do not feed in the cultivated fields. In the cultivated fields. Humans and animals share the land equally, and the crops grow straight and tall in the golden sun. The end of that story. That seems very hard for two people to get exactly what they want, um, and two groups to serve with strength. It takes a lot of faithfulness and, and trust and love, and um, both the deer and the king had to have give up a lot, had to give up a lot to get where they're at. So that says a lot about this, and to have trust in 
animals. And last story they were talking about, are animals more human or more uh, ethical than people are? And in this case, you would think that both of them are equally uh, uh, ethical and moral. Um, I'm not quite sure either one of them because they're both animals. And I think I, I would have a hard time thinking that deers would actually do that. And also have a hard time thinking that animals would do it. But I think that's the moral of the story is to have faith that both will do that. And even when times get tough and you don't think they won't and you think you shouldn't trust, uh, you should trust and love. So that's pretty cool. Uh, here's the commentaries of this. The tale seems to draw from its much more well-known cousin, Jakarta the Banyan deer, in its liberation motif, as well as from the blue bear in its, de de in its depiction of the animal savior who is then betrayed. This is a normal part of the oral tradition, motifs and incidents wandering naturally back and forth across storylines, which are not hard and fast, but are as preamble, pre preamble in the mind and imagination as a cell wall. What is so interesting about this story, the version here is based on Colwell translation of the Palatex, in addition to its motif of universal liberation, is the very realistic dilemma the tale poses. Instead of simply giving us a happy ending, the implications of the golden deer's request and the human king's promise are explored. The king's vow is tested and the deer themselves must learn the responsibility that comes from a promise kept. A most interesting story and, the, and one whose underlying Jakarta patterns is huntingly similar to the following a, a, a actual newspaper account which appeared in 1987, Gannett Newspaper, Rochester, New York. Six more bodies recovered in the river after a bus accident. The Associated Press and Reuters. Re, re, Comfort. Texas searches find six more bodies in the churning waters of the Guadalupe River yesterday, bringing the death toll to eight after a church camp bus and van tried to skirt the swollen river and were washed away. Two people were still missing late yesterday after 17 unidentified victims was found 18 miles downstream and an eighth victim was found two miles downstream. Helicopters scored the river. Uh, while National Guardsmen and scuba divers searched the banks. One frightened teenager hurled down the turning flood water said he owed his life to a ride aboard a swimming deer that guided him to safety. This deer just came up under me and held, held on tight, said Chris Ray, 17. Wow, how cool. Uh, this tragic yet remarkable title, I mean, this remarkable little news article uncannily echoes such traditions traditional Jaquitas as the golden deer and the blue bear. Real life and the Jaquita perception can, it seems, come eerily close. We are comfortable thinking that stories are pretendings or that they are just symbolic me uh, men men mentally created events, but perhaps they are true. Perhaps the imagination is a power truer, more real than we, we had thought. <clears throat> One of the great writer, writer storytellers of our time, Nobel Prize winner Isaac Basai, he's a singer, has mused that perhaps the stories 
we write and tell and seem to create are actually events that do take place in some level, at some level, on some world, in some dimension of the universe. The brain, he suggests, can create nothing new and the universe is so vast that truth cannot be bound to what is simply currently understood or acceptable. The truth emits of many possibilities, some as yet undreamed, some unacknowledged. See also the brave little parrot, the blue bear, the lion, the elephant, and the merchant's cries. Digit, Stilson's leap, Kogi, and, uh, and the priest. The action-motivating desire of the queen to hear the teachings of the golden deer is an interesting echo of the crocodile's wife misplaced desire in the tale, the monkey and the crocodile, for the wise monkey's tender heart. Verses such as those spoken by the golden deer to the king are traditionally traditional to the Palajakatas, and many uh, comprise the oldest and most canonical stratum of the tale. Interesting, interestingly, a friend from India told me that the king's proclamation granting freedom from the hunt remains on display in one of the oldest palaces to this day, and that some form of this covent of peace between humans and animals still seemed to exist in the surrounding countryside when he was a child. All right. Well, that was the story today. Actually, I thought I was going to be a, a long time, but this is probably one of my quicker reads. Um, that was a good story. I liked it. I think human and animals are very flawed and, and it takes a lot of work to get where they're at. But I guess that's why these are stories and tales to remind us and, and uh, just to try to do our best to trust and love even when it is so hard and you've been like had experiences where you can't trust someone or you've been let down um that if you keep distrusting everyone then it only leads to more destruction for all so all right that's pretty good this is reading with finest thank you for listening boop 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 boop